bleed that. All right, we are live for the Hangout Wednesday edition. Excited to be back with the guys to uh, just basically talk through some of the nonsense. And so this is the beginning of the end of everything we've known prior to this point in our lives. <laughs> so looking forward to talking, gentlemen. But uh, so much stuff is happening right now. I'm going to just, you know, first of all, how are you guys doing? And then we're going to jump into a little bit of everything. But, you know, you know hey, how are you guys doing, man? Beautiful. Doing That's great. Good. Doing great. So That's good, man. So, yeah, we got uh, Mr. Tom on the far, far end of the screen and Mr. Dre in the middle. Uh, yeah, the broke capitalist in the middle. We got the coming conflict to the far, my far left. But uh, excited to be back with you guys, man. And, um, yeah, so here we go. We are at a point where, you know, crucial shifts right now. Like, as I mentioned before, we went live. It's the, the fact that, you know, from the banking situation that's still was just, just starting, we got the geopolitical Crap, crap going on with Putin and it looks, it looks like G's out here brokering deals of peace in, of Iran and Saudi Arabia that's that's big news and then of course Russia so it goes on and on and then on a societal front we got just complete breakdown they're trying to ruin our kids and <laughs> transgender LGBT it's just society's breaking down so I'm gonna leave it at that can't go too deep but I guess let's just jump into the very first topic, uh, which happens to be about the banking section, because that's what really about, in, impacts us the most, because that's where most people park their funds. So, you know, if you can't get access to your funds, you know, do you really have anything to uh, hold on to? But uh, here's an interesting headline here that I want to start off with, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it, because I've been ranting on this last three or four days. But this is from yesterday, but it says the 72-hour scramble to save the United States from a banking crisis. <laughs> Are they and will they save the U.S. from a banking crisis? <laughs> Have that, you know, what you what you guys thinking? I think this is the seventy-two hours in which they devised the biggest bank run on deposits and stocks ever seen in United States history. It's like uh -huh. they did exactly the opposite thing that you would want to do in order to calm people down. They incentivized a run on bank stocks, and I'm without data. I'm guessing that as these these regional banks that were crashing the day before yesterday, and then now mm -hmm. they're booing again. I'm gonna assume that the buyers that came in for those stocks are J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo, and you know the, those those people. Um, and then the depositors now are moving all of their money into the big banks. So we're consolidating. And then we're also introducing this moral hazard where it says that the bank management can do whatever the frig they want without risk because the Federal Reserve is going to backstop whatever securities they have at par, at face value, regardless of how how much they have lost. Like this, this, this 72 hours to save the banking system seems to me like they always tell you they're this projection thing like they, they always tell you they lie to you they lie yeah. directly to your face and they're doing the opposite of what they're they're saying they're doing so when they're saying they're saving the banking system what they mean is they are consolidating power and they're saving the banking system that they want to create they want yeah. the federal reserve cbdc they want to, to consolidate everything into the hands of the fed i'm sure you guys remember the there was like a fed nominee from Russia, um, like Soviet Russia, uh, maybe last summer. And she was being uh, grilled by the Senate. And she was like, well, the Fed needs to basically be the bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, luckily, she did not get into the spot. But that that's 
anybody who's like just paying attention even a little bit can see that's what's going on so say it's the set those 72 hours that same to save the banking system is just it, it's it's bullcrap it's absolute bullcrap yeah totally and i'm gonna i'm gonna say it until the cows come home what do you need to do to get rid of this physical currency well you print <laughs> it out of existence so Hey, let's just go nationalize the entire banking system by just, you know, more money, more money, more money. So <laughs> on top of that, again, they still talking about rep like the state of California is talking about reparations for black people. Uh -huh. Then you get the city of San Francisco talking about reparations for black people. And I'm just like, is anybody paying attention to this? Like, the ones who are paying attention to it got their hands out, right? Mm -hmm. Give me some more money. Give me some more money. Or give me money. But everybody else is like, oh, that ain't going to pass. Ain't no way that's going to pass. I don't need to pay attention to that. But I think we got a good chance of this passing just because of the infrastructure that's in place. There's no more merit-based uh, system. Capitalism is evil, according to people out here where I'm at. So, mm -hmm. and every black person you see is downtrodden, including, you know, multimillionaires. So, yeah, this is a great chance for us to just print out more money mm -hmm. along with the banking system. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I think they're just going to rescue every deposit and just dump more money into the system until it yeah. folds. Now, I, I talked about this a little bit the other day about how, you know, it's no coincidence is that the banking structure is crumbling or 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 the 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 foundation of it is being shaken on purpose to weed out the small to consolidate power as you mentioned tom but then again it's happening at the same time that the digital transition is underway and so i want to share with you more of what it will not be talked about much but what's really happening and so here we have on the screen if i can show you guys this um as march of march 20. of this month here these cross-border payments, the CBPR plus SWIFT ISO 2002 officially goes online. And so that's that, you know, payment network that, as it says here, cross-border. So this is going to be for the different governments and banks and institutions that's going live as of next week. And so it's coming from the SWIFT. We all know that the SWIFT is currently holding things down with the current payment structure that's old and archaic. So they're updating it with this new one here. And so that goes live next week. And then it was announced today that uh, the Fed announces that July launch of the new Fed Now system for live transactions. So we got the cross-border payment system going live next one. And then in July, we got the domestic payment network, instant payment network going live. At the same time, the bank happens to be crumbling, uh, you know, at the seam. So is that very interesting? Is that what a coincidence that is, gentlemen? Such a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it, Mike, maybe you you know this. I'm I'm pretty sure this ISO 2022 or whatever. It's XRP. It's in it's a Ripple. Um, it's it's based on the Ripple blockchain, right? So that's what, from what I gather, all the Ripple XRP enthusiasts out there. That's the core from what I'm seeing. But once again, I ha I saw a couple documentations from uh, what is it? Uh, the ISO board or whatever, but they, they're they not very specific as saying that, you know, I know Ripple is working with them and partnering with them and stuff like that, but they're not saying there's a, there's a, there's, there's a, a list of six or seven different projects 
that people are saying that are a part of this ISO 20002 list. And so it's all the type of popular uh, cryptocurrencies like uh, Ripple, Stellar, uh, you got uh, Quaint, you got apparently, you know, Hedera, Hashgraph, so a lot of those popular ones, but they're all centrally controlled. And majority of them are working in hand in hand with the World Economic Forum. I, that's what I just dropped in the, I just dropped that in the private chat. So if they are, you know, they have to be more likely, they, ha they have to be Claude Swab approved. Now, does that help out the retail investor who bought loads of Ripple, you know, a couple of years ago, who's waiting on their bags to pump? It, it could in the short term. But my suspicion is that in the long run, you know, if they said you're not going to own nothing, what better way not to own nothing than having people hold on to software thinking that they can have access on and off still when somebody on the back end you know, controls the servers, they can easily just shut the network off <laughs> like Hedera Hashgraph did uh, last week when there was a so-called breach. So you couldn't access the network at all. So imagine having all those coins, but you can't do nothing with them because the network's <laughs> off. Like that's how serious this is. But I ain't a crypto hater though. So I'm just a skeptic. I'm a concerned citizen. That's all. <laughs> but I, I see you here about uh, Ripple, the World Economic Forum. And when you, and I notice when you tell people stuff like that, just to get them to think, beyond their emotions and their and, and the fact that they are invested in it emotionally them there spiritually it seems like mm -hmm. and financially people get a little upset and like you know man you you know what i'm saying you you know you late to the party you know we you know we going to the moons like okay like people get mad as if like i i would never say i my point would be be open to the idea that you've been duped just because we're not going through this digital transition where the Fed now and the CBPR is going live. And so happens that cryptocurrency is the primary focal point of the regulators when they're on the back end on a hush hush developing their own stuff. So I ran too much. But what are you guys thinking? Yeah. Well, Mark Twain, I, he's been accredited with saying this is easier to fool somebody than to convince them that they've been fooled. Not, I have never heard a more accurate <laughs> saying in my life. I mean, you can. I mean, that's why it's so frustrating. You, we live in two different worlds. Mm -hmm. Literally, you're just living it like you got people who watch mainstream TV and they just eat up, eat it up without questioning anything. And I'm like, you don't have to argue with people run out of your house after you watch CNN and start protesting. But at least <laughs> pause and say, wait a minute, does this make sense? Like. Like, you know, just stop and think for a second, because if you stop and think, you'll most likely come up with, wait a minute, that don't make no damn sense. Let me go talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they can come talk to Mike or me or uh, Tom or mm -hmm. somebody in the chat, obviously, who's not being duped by these narratives. It's like the first person to get out. It can be the biggest lie in the world. But if you the first one to get it out on CNN, everybody believe. <laughs> <laughs> so go you got something to say Tom you want to comment on that yeah I was just going to say uh, to Andre's point there's that there's like this uh, disinformation laundering where like one reputable like think tank will put it out and then it will get parroted by CNN and then the next one down the line down the line down the line always knowing that it was a lie to begin with and that's mm -hmm. how they do it they, they, they do it intentionally to so it's so obfuscated where it came from originally mm -hmm. and then go into the xrp ripple thing and and crypto in general um point one is is if it has a ceo i wouldn't mm -hmm. be anywhere near it as far as right. cryptos go and then 
too, I heard something interesting on uh, Liberty and Finance the other day. And mm-hmm. this guy was saying basically like, so if you believe that Bitcoin is what it is, you have to believe that there was some benevolent Santa Claus-like figure to come in, create this, this entire network and system that is going to free humanity, not attach his name to it, not benefit from it, disappear from existence, and just bequeath it to humanity. And it's all for the most righteous and awesome of intentions. And that I had never heard or thought about it like that before, because I am, as far as crypto goes, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist, but it, it does give you pause because would we be where we are in this CBDC um, pipeline at this point in time? If it- at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Wasn't already for Bitcoin in being the gateway drug. If it wasn't for Bitcoin, would we be here right now? And I I remember, I, I remember it like 2012, you know, I'm in the San Francisco financial district and people were telling me about Bitcoin back then. It was pennies or whatever. And it was kind of lost me there because you had to do your mining yourself back then. Mm-hmm. People still do it. But it was like it was, I was just got lost in that. But what I didn't get lost in was was it Hitoshi? What's the dude's Satoshi name? No Satoshi yeah. Nokomoto. I'm like, man, look, I lived in Japan and there's some shy guys in japan but ain't nobody that shy man you can revolutionize the entire world and you're just gonna be like no i ain't telling nobody i'm just gonna put this out there i ain't gonna make a ton of money i'm just gonna put this out there see what happens i i just can't believe there's a human being out there that doesn't want to get credit for it bad or good because when it came out it was just why hide it it wasn't doing anything wrong. It wasn't like he came up with right. like a nuclear bomb and said, I'm just going to put this out there. And if it blow up, ain't nobody going to come back on me. But watch this. What happened with this discovery was he solved the Byzantine formula, Byzantine problem, which was that double spin issue that every digital platform of that nature had a problem prior to. So by him solving it, and of course, I believe it's you know definitely the governments, governments worldwide, and a lot of you know higher up powers that were probably working on that to solve that problem. They just came out as a figure known as Satoshi Nakamoto. But mm. I think that that was, as Tom mentioned, like you know, just the gateway to this whole discussion to where people have got lost sight of, you know, what's real, what's in real world, like to where now everybody's talking about software, <laughs> software. Dre, Chat BT four. You know, yeah. wait till Chat BT ten come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> the world is fascinated with AI and software. We wouldn't be talking about all this stuff if it wasn't for Bitcoin, because mm-hmm. people would know that gold and silver has always been the way to protect yourself throughout the last umpteen thousand years. Right. And the fact that they don't want that now lets us know that, you know, that what that what's their biggest concern is keeping gold and silver out of the people's minds and out of people's mm-hmm. hands because you can hold it. But yep. anyway. Yeah. And just speaking <laughs> of that, gold and silver. I, I, 
I wanted to go. I actually want to go to one of these San Francisco city halls about, I don't live in San Francisco, so I wouldn't qualify for the $5 million they tried to give out. Yeah, a lot of people are not going to live in San Francisco. It's going to be an influx of people in San Francisco. Right, right. <laughs> I want to get up there and, and raise my hand and say, I'll take all mine in gold. Sorry, sir, you don't qualify. <laughs> you don't qualify. <laughs> yeah, and you Go notice how Give it, you notice give how us, Eric give Adams go to silver and, and you know, crickets. I bet you no, can't do that because that's real money, right? We yeah. get as soon as we get five million dollars in San Francisco, my edge costs two thousand dollars. It does nobody any good. It, well, exactly, and you you see the the few years ago, the mayor of Miami and I think Eric Adams even said, "Oh, I'm going to take my salary in Bitcoin." You better believe if they said, I'm going to take my salary in gold or silver, JP Morgan himself would have been down there <laughs> on a plane to say, you better rethink what you're doing. You're not going to be around for very much longer. Man, there would have been a, there would have been an event. There would have been something happening in Miami. Like they would have did something to that mayor, even in Texas. Like right now, Bitcoin is becoming popular in Texas. They got a depository stuff like that, but every politician should be telling their constituents and their people up front. Get gold and silver right now. Like that's what you want to have in your in your possession as an insurance against all this craziness going on. Yeah. But then again, I've never heard it that strong coming from somebody's mouth that gets mainstream. So of course, you know, Ryan Paul, you know, he's you know gold bug, but he's has his own platform now and he's only able to say certain things because he knows the real deal. He knows all the key actors that's running this global party, but he'll never say it out of his mouth because you know he wants to still breathe air on his earth. But so you know, and everybody has limitations. And that's also why they've painted Ron Paul and Rand Paul and Thomas Massey, the three, you know, libertarian types that would be on this, this, this side of things. They've painted them all as Russian stooges. It, it's amazing how powerful that is still. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So gentlemen, uh, so as of now, the banking crisis is just beginning and will things will play itself out. So of course, everybody here is well aware of what's going on from a much more, uh, from the macro viewpoint of how this is a systemic event. And so everybody here, no doubt in my mind, has prepared for this day as best as they can by holding something outside the system, whether it be cash or gold, silver, land, or whatever else that help can preserve yourself. Of course, food and thing in between and that. But so we know we'll just wait and see how things play out. It's going to be rocky, but they might prop it up a little bit longer. Who knows? But okay. So on the geopolitical side of things, gentlemen, um, I'm I'm kind of curious and wondering like this. We got this coming up next week. This is going to be interesting. You know, like, will you know, what's the primary reason in this right now after all this craziness? Like, is there is this related to the banking slash the upcoming announcement of a payment type of system or or is this just a regular meeting? Does they got to do some house cleaning type stuff or what? Personally, if if I'm giving my informed opinion, this is this is just as much about banking as it is about um what is it the city's trap okay mm -hmm. so china is 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 out to overtake the united states both in world dominance put their tentacles everywhere the same way we do but also become the the, the guiding morality for the world right mm -hmm. What happened before this? Before this, we had JP Morgan, um, BlackRock, uh, State Street Vanguard, and, a, and all of these big financial entities in Ukraine with President T-shirt Zelensky pledging to rebuild 
the entire country after the Russian aggressors were pushed, pushed out. Now we have this systemic banking failure. It's become obvious to the entire planet just how bad the assets on the books of these financial institutions actually are and all of the unrealized losses that they have. Mm-hmm. So I think that Xi is definitely, he's, Xi to me is a communist monster. However, he's not an idiot. So he's mm-hmm. definitely going to capitalize on this. And I really think there's going to be some, some chicanery where they, he's going to go see Putin first. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, this is what we're going to do. Then he's going to go to Zelensky and he's going to get Zelensky to get on side with China and be part of the Belt and Road Initiative. I mm. think that is the ultimate goal is the Belt and Road Initiative in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. If that happens, it's over for NATO. That it, It's absolutely over barring some sort of hot war or a real concentrated effort by all free peoples on this world. And I use the word free loosely because mm-hmm. of the point we're at in history. But all free peoples in this world stepping up and saying, we will not do business with the communist Chinese. We will not support a tyrannical dictatorship. We will not allow them to come in and, and pillage our nations and, and really use sanctions for one time in American history in a way that could affect the world for better. But Man, in my that's opinion, like telling a heroin addict, you ain't going to sell them. Yeah, heroin. I know. Like, I got a lot of, I got a, I got a lot of pie in the sky, a lot of pie in the sky. I, I'm oh, looking man. around my house. I wish I could name something that wasn't made in China. Like we we're so far gone. I, I agree with what you're saying, Tom. I'm not disagreeing with you. But if that's the solution, we're doomed. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, we, we we have to like Trump was trying to do get us out of their orbit, get us out from under their manufacturing influence. I was just talking to somebody today. He's looking at my boots, and I was like, yeah. He's like, I had some of those like 30 years ago. I was like, Danners? You know about Danners? Handmade boots in the United mm-hmm. States? You're like, yeah, man. Then I said, you know what, though? It's only like three companies left. And Danner ain't one. They had they couldn't keep up with uh, the Chinese, so they had to mm-hmm. sell to the Japanese. So now, you know, I'm just making a point that our manufacturing was our one of our greatest strengths. The and our ability to export <laughs> everything. But now... I mean, I'm old enough to remember if you needed furniture, you went to one place, North Carolina. All our furniture came from North Carolina. Now, mm. it's either coming from Ikea, which probably via China, or some other Chinese place. So, yeah, we got we got a long way to go to make that a reality, which I hope it, it becomes a reality. But that has to happen pretty fast. <laughs> just real quick yeah. before you jump in, Mike, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead, no, go ahead. I, I just wanted to make one last point, too, is... Um, this this idea that BRICS is going to be this fair world, fair world order. Uh, th- this is such a complicated system, and the idea that we're going to remove the American sum- consumer and mm-hmm. all Western um, Western um, uh, investment into China, and then China is going to somehow magically be like, "Oh, we're fine. Everything's still normal." China would collapse within a hundred days. 100 days you pull out western money you pull Mm -hmm. out the western consumer base because very simply the crap that china makes and sends over here they do that because they don't have a consumer base at home if Mm -hmm. if they could sell everything that they sell in-house why would they be shipping it out everywhere 
You take out all the shipments that are going everywhere. Let's just say the dollar collapses, our banking system collapses because of our own stupidity. That is going to cause more damage to China than I think it would to the United States. At least that's what I'm hoping. I'm trying to be optimistic. I really hate the communists. Yeah. yeah, we need to have somebody. <laughs> so, so I want to talk. I want to touch back on that. Just the uh, the Zelensky thing. So, with China looking to speak and try to broker a type of peace deal or bring Zelensky to a census, to a census, yeah. And you mentioned about the Belt and Road Initiative, like literally though. So this is this is clogging up the Belt and Road pipeline because of the oil situations and everything else going all the way out to Europe. So, well, well after all this chaos, you know, unfolds. And so Ukraine is important. Okay, sure. And so my thought is, if if and so I've mentioned this the other day, like China, Z G is going to make Zelensky an offer he can't refuse. And if he doesn't refuse it, kiss Ukraine goodbye. I think the globalist West will be willing to sacrifice that entire region with a little mini something to let Zelensky know that he made a wrong choice if he goes that way. And so I think Zelensky knows what's at stake. You know what I'm saying to where he'll probably. You know, not he'll, he won't he won't cave to whatever G is offering because other than safety and hell, we already sending him what four five hundred million billion. So his his crypto account and his bank account is in JP Morgan. So he good when it comes to money currency wise. So what else can you give him? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just think it's gonna be it'll be a false flag event if he happens to pivot towards the east flat out. That's still gonna be we going we going to it's gonna be a hot shooting war. Watch, I'm telling you, if he gets to that point, I hope not, but. If he, I think the meeting alone is going to be enough to get him done like Diem was done in Vietnam. That's exactly how the United States operates and rolls. He's going to make this, he's going to have this meeting thinking that he's he's doing something when he's not in charge. And that's it. He's done. He's going to get done like Diem got done in the Vietnam War. He's, he's, he's going to cease to exist on this planet. Personally, so, it's what I think. I don't think there's any way out for him at this point. So he'll all of a sudden resign or come up missing and they're going to put another puppet in type of thing or blown up in his house in his living room. Hey, man, you know, he, he got enough money to get plastic surgery. He might just need to just, <laughs> hey, so he, 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 he just could already out. already have a clone or two. Like, you know, I'm right. sure by now everybody should not should be willing to say that, you know, cloning and that the whole transhumanist situation is not like just, you know, conspiracy theory anymore. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so here's just a question. This off came, came off the top of my head. Are there any conspiracy theories out there now at this point of the game, given all the stuff we've experienced? Is there anything that people are still saying like, oh, man, you a conspiracy theorist like that crap? Anything come to mind? The only thing is I can think of are when the government gets on our side and then starts saying things. I'm like, no, 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 that's a bunch of conspiracy, conspiratorial <laughs> crap. Like there's a there's an alien mothership. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you're going to think an alien mothership. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, man, you gave me another idea. So look, look, look at what, look what, look at what surfaced today, man, on New York on the New York Post. You can't make this stuff up, man. This is ridiculous. And so let me put this on the screen here. This is how desperate they are becoming. That as the banking sector is cr- crumbling, these cats say as a Pentagon official suggests alien mothership <laughs> in our solar system could send many probes to Earth. Like, this is the Pentagon, son. Like, how desperate <laughs> must you be to try to put out this stuff to get people to think that there's stuff out there that's coming here at the same time the banks happen to be going belly up. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've never been more upset with my fellow Americans, man. Uh-huh. 
Because they just know there's enough idiots out there that read that and skip over the word suggest. And <laughs> just be like, did you hear the Pentagon officials say that aliens mothership is in our mothership? I mean, oh, these are these are supposed to be the smartest PhD type, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Dec- oh, they, highly, they, they, de- highly decorated military oh, men yeah. and women talking about suggest the mothership yeah, they, is coming. Like, yeah, they man. are smart. Their audience is stupid. That's the they, they're smart. Their audience is stupid. And not I, I'll say this, not to belittle people, but I know why. Like everybody's working so hard, you know one or two jobs to support yourself. Then you got kids you got to go pick up and chase after. And no one has the time we used to have when the dollar had more purchasing power When you can have, you know, dad just go out and work, come home, read a newspaper. That wasn't just government propaganda as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have more time to, take in stuff and digest it. Now you, you just getting bombarded with, you know, Instagram posts, Twitter nonsense, you know, what's this dude wearing this dress for? Like, mm-hmm. and no one can sit down and really take in the fact that why, why would the Pentagon be talking about a mothership on the alien in the New York post? Like get rid of somebody at the Pentagon. Like, what are you talking about? Get rid of some. Get rid of somebody at the New York Post. I'm pretty sure somewhere in one of these stories it, th- regarding this, they said it like it could be disguised as an asteroid. It could be disguised as an asteroid, but it's it's an alien mothership. You better you better be looking up constantly. It could, it could be the be reason anything. why the word could, be- could, should, would, perhaps suggest those things are the greatest words in the English language because it get lets you get away with pretty much writing anything. You know, it could be Santa Claus coming in uh, July, uh, sending missiles. It could be. You can't. It hey, could, it, it, so it could be. <laughs> it could be alien interference in our communication systems. That is the reason why the banks are going belly up because there were some false sales and things of that nature. And uh, so, yeah, like whatever, man. But yeah. so we know to expect more craziness. But I'm like, okay, am I just as crazy, or you know, or? not crazy, but naive for even talking about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like talking about the New York Post and the Pentagon suggests like for me bringing this to the attention of the viewers, like, or is this like just all in entertainment, all good smoke, you know, smiles and laughs. I don't know, but the New York Post did come up with the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. And and like like Mike was just saying, it's like at what point, it's like there, there's so, like from the New York Post, you get Hunter Biden's laptop, probably one of the most consequential stories ever. Then you get alien mothership. It's like, <laughs> am I going crazier as everybody else? I don't know. Right. Yeah, oh man. my god. <sighs> so yeah. Um. So you know, we'll we'll find out with this peace deal might what might come of it with between Putin and Xi and Zelensky, or whatever. So that's something to stay tuned for next week. What, you know, so, so give us something. What? Let me ask, because you guys are more on, on that topic than I am. So if mm-hmm. Zelensky happens to not be around anymore for some reason, uh, plastic surgery or just not around, mm-hmm. what happens? Like, he has a his, VP, right? His, his VP, his VP, or more likely, or his general or somebody, because he, I think he he reshaped, he reshaped the whole political structure there. He got rid of a party. 
canceled the main canceled the conservative news. So he right. he went full Hitler, you know, in reference right. to how he's viewed in his country. And so I'm assuming his VP or general or something like that. What do you think, Tom? What, what, are, you, what are you thinking? Yeah, his general's name is escaping me right now. Um, uh, it, it'll come to me. But battalion that we all know and love. No, no, not that guy. The the guy who's like the 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 head of the Ukraine um, military. He has come out and said specifically before before this tank thing that happened a while back. He came out and did an interview and basically said, "If like we don't get these things in these quantities and these events unfold in this way, we are going to lose." He's been the only cool head in the room, and I've been reading and listening a lot that he is constantly butting up against Zelensky and being overridden by our Pentagon. Like right now in Bakhmut, um, the Russians have surrounded the city and they're throwing just man after man after man into this meat grinder. And uh, this general, I wish I could remember his name, has Aristovich. Uh, Aristovich. He, he's called to remove the, the forces and just surrender the city, but the Pentagon isn't letting them do it. So Zelensky is almost like he's just he's just a um he's just a to he's a totem he, he's a token he's just the guy that gets out in front of the Oscars in front of the Golden Globes he's the face of this war but he does nothing this else. Guy? Um yeah Aristovich right? Oleskovsky yeah. or Aristovich yeah yeah I think so does, and um but how does but, he survive this either way. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. That's the whole thing. If you go back, you gotta you go know, back, like I can't just go like ten years from now. Where is he gonna be? No, he's not gonna be anywhere. He's gonna be DM'd like in 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 Vietnam. Because I mean, if you go back when, this. when he when he ran, he ran as a peace candidate, and he went out and he met with the right sector and the Azov Battalion. And there's videos that you can watch of him telling these azov and right sector commanders i want you to remove remove this material move remove these weapons and they're sitting there to his face saying what weapons i don't see any weapons just gaslighting him and mm -hmm. in the video he says i'm not i'm not stupid i'm the president i'm the one in charge he's like the guy's like we don't have any weapons please move along they completely had zero respect then after that video that i'm talking about a week later he has the azov commander in the parliament giving him an award he is completely owned and operated by the far right crazies and the pentagon when he is no longer useful when he gets too kissy kissy with g mm -hmm. he's going to be gone that's it he's going to he's going to be gaddafi he's going to be dm'd that's it he's done or or if he makes him an offer he can't refuse Zelensky will disappear and he'll end up within the china russian protection uh witness pro i mean that type of you know protection where he's going to just abandon ship get citizenship in one of them countries and live happy ever after with his 50 billion dollars in his uh okay. you know they've been working they won't cancel that so he's gonna he's gonna withdraw all those funds send them over yeah. to china send them to russia <laughs> so he, i don't he know if he'd take this suggestion but i got yeah. a suggestion for him so he can come here to san francisco identify as black and <laughs> reparations five million Wear a hat, nobody recognize him, and just live his <laughs> life out working at Subway somewhere with five million in the bank account. Now, he's why got a he, mansion in Miami. Why would he go, exactly? He got <laughs> so watch this. So this, this leads into our next little story here, and so this is from MW. 
It says, why do we take down all the weather balloons of China? Then, then, then hypocrites complain about the one drone. <laughs> <laughs> and so this leads into that next little topic we were going to touch on. And it happens to be about the drone that was shot down. And I'm thinking like just for our first rip, like what is the U.S. drone in that region for in the first place? Other than the fact that we you know, call ourselves protecting the damn free world, but really over there spying. But Tom, I give you a rundown because I know you dive deeper into this than I did. Basically, we got a Reaper drone, the Black Sea. It's in international waters or airspace, however you would say it. Um, we got two Russian MIG or SUs. Um, they they fly up on the thing. They start dumping fuel on it, um, and then one of the the Russian jets tags like taps the propeller, drops the drone into the water. Now, under normal times, this would be completely unacceptable, but. We are in a de facto war with Russia right now. The United States is in a de facto war with Russia. That, that's not even up for negotiation. Mm-hmm. So that drone wasn't just there doing peaceful reconnaissance. It was there targeting for the Ukrainian military. The Russians were in their right to take it down. Now, am I happy that it happened? No. The United States should not be so weak that the Russians feel that they are able to do these things. It makes me sick in my stomach that this happened, but I can't blame the Russians for doing what they're doing again when we're in a de facto war. So now what's happening is the Kremlin and the White House are in a mad dash to get to this drone that's downed in international waters and be the first one to get it for obvious reasons. The the, the Kremlin wants it for its technology. The White House wants it to keep it from their technology. So then that just creates another another point of conflict. So what happens when the Russian Navy and the the United States Navy come across this thing at the same time and start firing shots? And that's it. That's it. Like these situations that we're living through right now. I, I, I woke up and I said to my wife one day, I'm like, I was reading something. I'm like, oh, this thing happened. This has never happened before. How many times are we saying that recently? This is the first time this thing has ever happened. Mm-hmm. We are living through such consequential and unpredictable times. And Mike, mm-hmm. I agree with you and Andre also that there's a lot of narrative control and like they're definitely spinning us into something. There, there, there are plans, but these people are people. They're humans. They're not gods. They only have so much ability to control things. And there's the law of unintended consequences. Like you, I'm sure you guys have all heard that story from the Cold War, where the this the Soviet sub lost communication with Moscow. They thought a nuke got dropped on Moscow. They were supposed to fire a nuke and hit the United States, and it was just one guy who was like, "No, no, no, we're not doing this until we hear the command." Mm-hmm. And he saved the entire world from nuclear holocaust. And those are the little things that that happen. And why couldn't it happen when you have? Navy destroyers and Kremlin destroyers coming to get this freaking drone that got downed and then someone gets trigger happy, shoots a boat. And then that's it. That's, that's it. That's world war three. Now think about this. Like think about your residence. Like if you had a, a guy that you was beefing with severely on the other side of town and he had the capabilities of sending a personal little, you know, DJI drone four or five miles your way and was hovering above your backyard and you knew it was from him. How, how, how pissed would you be that right. it's up there over your property 
there to spy on you, what, what you hell are you going to do? More than likely, you're going to try to knock it out the damn air, and you have mm-hmm. every right to do so because you got somebody a thousand miles, a hundred thousand miles away, <laughs> sending something your way to spy on you. It's like, duh. So it's just, it's just crazy, man. Like the fact that we are, we are at the point where we had, we think that we are the beginning and the end of everything as far as like being able to, to survey the whole world, bully the whole world. And it's coming to an end right now. And so there's no holes bar as to what could come from this because I don't think the East going to take it no more, man. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I you know, back when, uh, when I, I always call him endearingly the orange guy, mm-hmm. when he was around like the, Think about all the conflict we have now. We got a banking crisis. We got, you know, the Ukraine war we in with Russia. We got uh, all this, you know, racial stuff going on, transgenderism. Like, all this stuff is, like, boiling. Maybe there was aspects of stuff like that when he was around. But this stuff is, like, every day, like Tom said, it's something new, unprecedented. Like, what? This is happening? And then with him, the most... Like this dude actually walked into the DMZ without mm-hmm. security. Like that's 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 I want that. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> give me that. Don't give me this dude who tripping up and downstairs. Who like you know? Let's print off more and more money. Let's save all the banking company, any bank account. Like you got a bank account. You got a bank. Here's some money. Here's some money. Here's some money. All this moral <laughs> hazard crap that's going on. So basically, you tell me. Like SVB Bank, right? 93 or 97% of their accounts were by uh, startups, whatnot. Or, and I just found out that Black Lives Matter had like 73 mm-hmm. million or billion dollars yeah. <laughs> in that bank. And I, I'm, I'm just like, you're literally going to save that? Like, you, so you're going to print out. Print off seventy three billion million dollars to save this nonprofit, mm-hmm. along with, you know, you treating it the same as a startup where you know blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They got a loan for like four million to pay their payroll, and everybody. I feel for them more so mm-hmm. than a nonprofit that's out here screwing over people and it's like up. Oh, I don't know how many counts of fraud. In was it Atlanta or in Georgia? I think they got houses so, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but then the little guy, which is ninety nine percent of all Americans, you just like, well, you know, too bad for you. You know, you got to work two or three jobs because the dollar ain't worth a damn. I'm sorry. It it maybe one day in my lifetime people will wake up to the fact that fiat currency is screwing you more than anything, anything. Yeah. Um, okay, let's touch on another little subject here. Locally, politics. We got uh, Rep. Ch- uh, Chip Roy formally endorses DeSantis for president, although he is not announced. And so there's a lot of, you know, even Trump is out here talking, talking or, or talking a lot of smack towards DeSantis, and he hasn't even officially announced yet. So we all assume that he is. But, you know, as I mentioned before, we were on live, based upon all the chaos that's underway right now and the way things are going to pick up, like I always said a couple years ago, I'd be very surprised if everything is hunky-dory come political season for presidency a year and a half from now, whatever it is. So I think the world going to be completely turned upside down. But what are you guys thinking about this? Andre? Yeah. I I don't want him to run against Trump. I would love for him to 
I would love for all of them to get on the debate stage and put all those ideas out there. But if you're going against Trump, you know, Trump ain't going to hold back on you. So he's going to make you whoever whoever's going against Trump is going to get obliterated on stage. And then that person, you're going to pick that person for your VP. So the perfect ticket for me would be Trump DeSantis without them debating each other. Mm -hmm. But if DeSantis doesn't run, I'm fine with that too. I, I I really am. I think in order to stop what's going on, you need that you need that orange bull and getting there and just wreck havoc on stuff. And I I, just, I don't see DeSantis. I don't know. He he may. I mean, didn't he just he just did something today? Like, um, man, it was something big. Not with another corporation or something. Um, oh yeah, he suspended a liquor license. Yeah, uh, liquor license for the, for, uh, for the hotel area or the Hyatt. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like doing stuff like that. You know, unfortunately, the news is just going to say, well, you know, he's anti-LGBTQ and that's why he did. Like, no, he's trying to get these people from showing males sucking on other males in front of three-year-old kids. Like, mm -hmm. why don't we just be real about this instead of lying to everybody? And also this, so one, one second time, it says, DeSantis to unveil alliance with 18 states to combat white, uh, Biden's woke ESG agenda. So this is also something that sounds positive as of now, but we'll see where it goes. But go ahead, Tom, what are you saying? Yeah. Okay, look, I I'm, I don't dislike Ron DeSantis. He's, he, he's done great things for Florida, and he, he's great on cultural issues. But this is the thing. In this country, the hour is late. We are The hour is very late. We don't have time to sit here and and twiddle our thumbs anymore if Ron DeSantis gets into the fray what is that going to do let's let's assume let, let's just assume that Ron DeSantis gets into the fray and he wins the Republican nomination do you think for a second Donald Trump isn't going to run third party then what that's the worst outcome possible for our country because we're just going to get more of the same that we have now if Ron DeSantis, like, this is no longer about personalities or policies. This is the literal, will America be around for another election cycle? We are, this is the Ides of March, right? This is right. the fall of the American empire. It happened to Rome. It can happen to us. It's happening right now. And the best mm. thing that Ron DeSantis could do would be to say, I am not running and I fully endorse Donald Trump for president. That's it, because it's not it's not about Trump versus DeSantis. It's about one man can do the job. We know it. And one man can maybe can. But it's just going to blow the entire system up. And that's why you have the, the Citadel and the, the Citadel uh, Ken Griffin. And you have uh, what's the Chinese one? Uh, all, all these big investment firms and all this big money getting in behind DeSantis. Why? Because they hate Donald Trump. They don't give a darn about this country. It's more important that Donald Trump does not get back into that White House. You even have Ru Rupert Murdoch came out and said, by any means necessary, we will make sure Trump does not get reelected. This yeah, is I got to agree with you, Tom. I got to agree with you, Tom. I think the, the stakes are a bit too high. But here's a, here's a, a question. You need more than one Trump because... If he's your big target, God forbid something happened, but like we can't rely on, you can't rely on just him. 
You know what exactly. I mean? Like you got to have a Trump one, two, three. Like if if DeSantis is like comes out and said I'm not running, but if I did, I would do exactly like Trump did. That 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 would be great. Like you need yep. somebody else out there to say I'm totally in line with Trump, and you, you could I'm just boiler that I would just basically rubber stamp everything he does. That way you can spread the targets out because he's just too easy. He's like a JFK in an open convertible. <laughs> you, know, you know what the, the CIA thought about that? You know what yeah. I mean? So, what was that? Executive Order 1104 or something? Oh, no, you didn't. Boom. So, and then you, na- you name, blame some dude named Rudy Ray or whatever. So, I, 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 I think I know if Trump got elected, uh, all hell will break loose on the left. I know that for good, oh. it, but it'll be for good. I'm concerned. That if he's the only person who's willing to do that, it's, he's just too big of a target. I agree with that. Like, I definitely agree with that. But we do have Ron DeSantis. It's not that Ron DeSantis isn't viable. It's just the hours late. We also have Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is amazing. Yeah, and and, and we we got to stop. Like, <laughs> we got to stop this left right thing. Like. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you guys are both with me. I, I'm a populist. Like mm-hmm. this is the populist movement. Like this is the heartbeat of America coming back and saying, do we want this thing that is America to be repaired? Or are we going to be calling president 47, the last president? Cause I, I think that's where we're at. Either Biden is the last president or 47 is the last president. I don't see how we get to 48 regardless of everything else. Like, the hour is just too late. I, I don't know of a more articulate way to say it, but Ron DeSantis needs to just, just, I know Trump is being a real a-hole. I get that. It's Trump. That's what he does. He, but Ron DeSantis needs to say, I'm not running. I, I endorse Trump and that's it. And coalesce the movement around him because I am sorry, Donald Trump, 75 million votes. He has an army of people who love him. He's a man who doesn't need to do this. He has no desire. Why? Why does he need to keep getting run through lawsuits? Why does he need to keep getting threatened to be thrown in, the, in, in prison? Why does he need to lose money running for the presidency? Maybe he just has some insecurity where he wants to be loved, or maybe he actually loves this country. But either way, I think it's a net positive for everybody. Yeah, and it's it's what's the, I guess the sad part is that we're, we just, there was just three candidates, Lake, DeSantis and Trump out of 340 million yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the part where even, even, even what has been given to us is still the bare minimum to where like, we're talking about just having those three as if like, they're going to really make that type of difference other than just disrupting what has already taken place. But it's my suspicion if, if, if there was a way for DeSantis or Trump to become that next president and started doing reversing things that has already been done, Lights going out, yeah. Like you know, like it, it, they, 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 the the liberal left has worked so hard to destroy this country in a in a in a year and last two years, a year and a half, to let it go. Now they have an agenda. They have quotas to meet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Today we owe China. Like a lot of this is in, in in past debts to CCP. Like you know, we have, but they, you know, we we owe them a lot. You know what I'm saying? For allowing us to get to this point to where. They are. We've indebted the whole. We've indebted basically the whole entire world with our currency. Flooded the whole flooded the world with our currency. So they got quotas to meet to where if it was to be reversed, lights going out, 
and we will start our good. So, which would be a good thing, though. We be we can reboot the system genuinely and not be led down a surveillance pathway of having digital IDs and CBDCs, and you know you can't travel this far without having to ask permission. Leave your smart city, and so that'd be good. So it could be a win, win, win. Yeah. Real quick, um, I, I real just quick. I said something today in one of my videos, and I was like, you look at your money. You got you got Washington. You got you got Lincoln. You got uh, Franklin. Imagine how sick they would be to know that their faces are being used for an instrument that has completely decimated the people that they, the society that they built. Imagine how sick they would be. Jackson. Andrew Jackson, dude. (laughs) I mean, Uh, he's the bank slayer. You put him on the, oh, evil, man. That's just evil. And and, and until you, for me, like, I'm still somewhat skeptical of, anybody any and everybody but to me what i haven't heard and i'm just dying to hear and somebody say it is anything about sound money and individual rights and individual responsibilities mm-hmm. i haven't heard that like i remember trump was talking about auditing the fed or something one week uh during this campaign right and, but you hear ron paul he used to talk about it people throw it out there but no one knows what it's about but that's mm-hmm. the root I hate to be cliche, but that's the root of all the evils right now. Is is we got all this funny money out in the system, and, and it is worth nothing. And so they're trying to replace that with this digital currency, which they're going to sell it as a convenience. But all it's going to do is take away more of your privacy and uh, your ability to move and shake, and uh, they'll know everything about you, what you're doing. Yeah. But no one's no one's out there saying, look. This digital currency may be convenient, but there's some bads to this that we need to consider. I just haven't heard anybody talk about it. Yeah, there's a there's a couple people in alternative media realm. So like outside Clifford, of alternative media. Outside yeah. of alternative media. Right. And so there's a couple people that say that as of the way the things are, they believe the way at the at the rate and pace things are transpiring, that the CBDCs is bound to fail just because it won't be rolled out in a way to where people will willingly accept it without knowing that at some point this was all done intentionally and push back and resist the actual government themselves just because more people will catch on before it becomes something that's acceptable. Cause usually you give it a little, you know, five year, 10 year time frame to introduce it along with something else, but yet they can't, they don't have the time for that in my opinion. So they're going to try to force it on people once things crash and then people are not going to want that once they find out that you can you have t- you get you know time limits on it and certain places you can and can't spend it. So then it'll be like a revolt, perhaps. Who knows? But time will tell. I think that's best case scenario is that they roll it out and it gets rejected worldwide. Um, but I, I I just think they're going to do what they always do. They're going to create a problem so dire that mm-hmm. the vast majority you just need fifty one percent of people. Say, please give me that solution. No one's paying attention, right? I mean, they got universal basic income trials all over the place. And where, like in Sacramento, you get it was either 500 or 1200 a month. We just gonna give you some money and let's see what happens. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure that that was that was the biggest marketing scheme ever. You know, Joe down the street, you know, you get $1,200 a, a month from the government and look at his shiny new. Shoes. He got some pink gators. 
because the government just gave them some $1,200, right? Well, I want some pink gators too. All I got to do is breathe and get some pink gators. Who's going to say no to that? Every No one will say no to it because we realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. But CNN, MSNBC, all these people who are just locked in and listening to Whoopi Goldberg even say anything, uh, they're going to be like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's move on to the last subject, uh, GPT-4, and the fact that it's really shaking things up. And when we were talking about CBDCs and stuff earlier, I had a thought about how, as of right now, we're on GPT-4, and I'm like, at this current moment, the way they're rolling out these you know, updates, that by the time we get to GPT-10, mixing in with a little bit of a quantum computing, that's a that's a mighty scary combination to disrupt the... You know, not your coins, not your key, not your keys, not your coins, because I'm sure <laughs> solving the ultimate yeah. problem, which is finding people's private keys, yep. may not be all that hard when you got that type yep. of power. Yeah, we got that quantum computer. of this technology. So that could be a yep. problem for people who, who may not be considering that. That's how you own nothing to be happy with it, because they're going to basically <laughs> empty your wallet out. They can't do that if you got something in your hand that's shiny and clunky. Right. <laughs> anyway. Right. So, 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 Dre, you've been following this a lot, man. Give me the updates on what's happening. Yeah. So, I was uh, a little blown away by Chat GP3. Just, I, you know, I, by trade, I was, uh, what, what were we called? Executive recruiter or headhunter or whatever. And my space is legal and tech. And just since 2006, I've just been seeing the writing on the wall with, tech replacing jobs slowly but surely and then with chat gp3 i'm just like oh your job is gone your job's gone your job's gone it's just a matter of time you don't forget that mortgage don't take that mortgage out you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be able to pay it off man it's like no so but that was like i talked about this in like february it's like march 15th they already got a new one right Mm -hmm. and and if you go, you guys, if you go to YouTube, just put chat GTP4 in there. It's just, it's a better version with more capabilities. And the capabilities they're talking about, it touches more parameters. So chat GPT3 touched on 100, what, 100, 170 billion parameters. But it was rumored that chat GPT4 would touch on a trillion. I don't think that's accurate. Think it's mm-hmm. less than a trillion, but basically this thing can program. So I was talking about my boy the other day. The jobs out in the Silicon Valley mm-hmm. that pay the most are developers, software developers, right? Mm-hmm. This thing is cutting out the low-level program. The low-level the programmers do just don't don't go into programming, go into development, right? Mm-hmm. But it's even taking out the low-end programming. So let's just say you had a Google has a software engineering development like team, right? Let's just say is a hundred people on that team. Well, as of today, you could probably get rid of thirty of them. That's today, mm-hmm. and then what are those guys gonna do? Their lifestyle, they're getting paid, man, minimum one sixty, one seventy, right? In California, like where are you gonna? How do you replace that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. It's just like I did a couple of videos a while back where in Sweden they had these automated garbage trucks and and 
it's like, well, what's going to happen to the garbage guy? Like, you know, how's he going to earn a living? Then I'm like, well, shoot, what happens when that comes to California? Because, you know, in California, your garbage man made six figures. Mm-hmm. Now, he may not he may not have graduated from college, but if there's an automated garbage truck driving down the street, the old guy, the guy who used to drive that truck, he's out of a job. How's he going to replace at income? So mm-hmm. this is along with the banking crisis, technology is slowly but sure. Well, it ain't even slow anymore. Creating these personal crises where it's not only is your money worthless, your labor is becoming worse, worthless. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one way to create such a crisis, such a dilemma that people like in this scenario, the garbage man who you know, made six figures, he's out of work, his skills are inadequate, along with the software developer, their skills are inadequate. I think it's that's the situation they're looking for to present this reset, to say, look, we're going to start all over. Capitalism failed. We'll start all over with the shareholder capitalism. We'll start you off with a clean $5,000, and let's see what happens. I, I think a lot of people will go for that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got nothing else, and you lost, or you lost everything, or never had anything, or lost everything you thought you had, to where you started yeah. at zero and a reset. And yeah. So speaking of which, real real quick, you mix uh, the AI with three D printing, and so you you brought this to my attention about the three D printed house. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's very disruptive too, because what happened to the carpenters, the bricklayer, the pipers, and everything else in between? So. Yeah, uh, they may not uh, have as many jobs available if people go this route because I'm sure it's more it's it's more it's cheaper to go this route rather oh, yeah. than to use your oh, traditional yeah. methods for building any damn thing moving forward. So, this like we were talking, like we were talking about off air, like they always like the okay technology is becoming quickly like competition for us rather than assistance for us, mm-hmm. and just like everything, like they sell it to you in a way like oh this is going to help you, this is going to make manufacturing homes cheaper and more affordable. The same way Neuralink is going to help the blind see and monkeys eat milkshakes without their hands or whatever the frig Elon Musk <laughs> is doing. But at what point does 3D printing homes turn into communist block style housing like the Soviet Union, where we're all living in our pods, eating our bugs, they're pumping in communal heating the way they do in a lot of um, Eastern Europe still? Because that's the that's the ultimate dream like like I, I can't see where these these companies that are developing this whether maybe it is for good reasons maybe it is intended to do good but then when the elites that have robbed us of our birthright get a hold of it go. they're going to start using it to make commie block housing all over yep. the place shove yep. shove us in there give us our ubi like you were saying andre and we'll be able to order our chick-fil-a and a little robot will bring it up to us and that that is their goal i will push back at one point though like in fight club like what tyler durden said we fix your cars we change your oil we we build your houses don't f with us and that's the point is there is there is a lot of disruption that this ai technology and this this commie block 3d printing crap is doing but at the same time like your your arms and your hands are your arms and your hands. And there's certain things that I think are so far out from being replaced that when those people realize how valuable they are, 
they could be the last stand, just like the truckers in Canada or the farmers in the Netherlands. Like at some point, a certain group, a, a subsection of like skilled workers needs to wake up and say like, okay, you want to replace this with AI? Well, how about we just stop right now? Let's just stop this entire progression of things before you can get to the point where you can replace us. It's the same idea of like, I, I've never had to go through this, but my buddy did this recently where he had to train his replacement. How about we stop training our replacement? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's always slow though. Like think about it. Like, okay, let's, let's, let's go back to 1995. I don't know how old you guys were then, but if I said, Hey man, I just read something by this Unabomber dude. Don't tell nobody, but he just mentioned a company. He ain't say the name, but it's basically Uber. And you got regular people just driving people around in their own cars like taxi cabs. And they use the same map that's from a satellite in space. And then they get paid. They can do it whenever they want. They, they don't have to work a nine to five. You would have thought I was nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like this 3D printed house, they're going to dress it up and put bowls on it. And, and they selling them for half a million dollars somewhere in Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. But what they're going to do, to your point, is the commune, the commune, commune, commune block or whatever that you mentioned. Here's a thousand square foot house. They're going to print them out a, a house a, a day, 24 hours going around the clock. And then there's your homelessness problem, right? We go, we're going to solve homelessness, homelessness by putting up thousands of these uh, 3D printed homes that cost us nothing but cement and batter. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you that lowers what that does psychologically is that lowers the standard for people. That's one great thing. I think we're going to run over here, but that's one great thing about capitalism. You have the freedom to go out there and die. Right. Mm-hmm. But what socialism does is that we're going to take care. Of you. So they're going to say, look, little Johnny, you don't have to get all A's in math and be ambitious and stuff like that because we're going to 3D print a house for you. Just just vote for us when it comes time to vote. Remember your UBI. You said $1,500 for those gators. Well, when I get in the office, I'm going to give you $1,800, right? And that, that's how they'll be able to control you by giving you stuff that becomes, you know, so essential to your life. You can't imagine life without it. Like, you go, I'm going to Europe in the summer. I, I'm already looking forward to you calling the Uber to take me here and there. Mm-hmm. 1995, I'm like, man, I'm going to Italy. I don't speak no Italian. I, I'm going to have to get in the cab. Hopefully, they take me where I'm going, da 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 So this stuff rolls out slow. So everything I'm, we present today, except for like the financial stuff, like the banking stuff, that has mm-hmm. an immediate effect. Like tomorrow, we wake up and it's like, Wells Fargo is out of business. And we like, <laughs> you know, but like the 3D printed houses, uh, chat GPT-4, their effect on us, individually in our family that's long-term stuff man you're gonna mm-hmm. watch when you're 60 years old you're gonna be running into 30 year olds who can't think mm-hmm. because they use chat G- they grew up on chat gpt4 it's like you're going to the cash register and you know it's like two dollars and 12 cents and you give them three dollars and they just oh my god uh i don't know somebody give me an advocate i don't know what i'm doing like how am i supposed to give you change Right, so you got all these people running around who don't know how to think because of Chat GPT four. That ain't gonna happen tomorrow. That's gonna happen down the line. But we, us, and the people on the chat here need to prepare for that reality because I don't yeah. think you can stop it. 
Really You're not. Know. We're not, man. But we're past our hour point, man. But it's always good to connect and to uh, just go over current events, of course, what's coming ahead and everything between, and of course, have some good laughs in between. So I appreciate <laughs> that, gentlemen. So we got the coming conflict and the broke capitalists. Uh, the links to these gentlemen's channel is in the description. If you haven't subscribed to those guys, definitely do. They do a good job of trying to share their thoughts and expertise on a variety of subjects. So I appreciate you guys. And as always, if you haven't, hit that thumbs up button, share your support for the channel. And uh, gentlemen, next week, it's going to be even more firecrackers out there that we're right. talking about. So we'll be back at it then. But uh, everybody else, be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys later. Peace. God bless. Peace.